0: Okay, episode 9. Welcome back to the one podcast you need to destroy Islam with mere words. We Muslims follow the strangest and most strict of rituals, from not shaking hands with the opposite sex, to forbidding tattoos. We do not do this because it makes sense. We do this because 1400 years ago an illiterate Arabian shepherd received a message from outer space, from mankind's maker and owner. In the name of Allah, the Rahman, the Merciful. The Qur'an is nothing short of miraculous. It is composed of the most beautiful Arabian words ever uttered. It is actually sung, not read. Qur'an has been stumping Arabian poets for 1,400 years. No one could bring its equal. Qur'an also has a magnificent scope, from the movement of the ships at sea to the line-by-line dialogue between Prophet Lut, Lot, his people, and the angels sent to destroy his city, known as Sodom in English. The Qur'an challenges you to disprove it. Check out episode 5 of this podcast if you haven't already. If you claim this is only a fabrication by this Arab shepherd, then you must be able to outdo him. Bring about a single surah of its likeness and you win. Call on your theologists, your historians, your poets, and everyone under Allah's sky. If you can't beat a single illiterate Arabian shepherd, and you won't, then you must see that this is like nothing mankind knows. In this podcast, I will take you over the Quran in English, reading answers to questions like Who is Allah? Why did Allah create mankind? And why won't Allah talk to us or send us a sign? You and me right here and right now. It is impossible for anyone to replicate its beauty from Arabic into other languages. I will just focus instead on bringing you an exact replica word for word as is possible. I will leave the beauty part to you. Who knows? Maybe you are that special someone who could bring its equal. To recap, over the last two episodes, Allah has taken more than 21 ayahs so far of the longest and earliest surah in Quran to address the people who came before us. This was to show that Allah has been talking to us since he sent Adam and Hawa to rule over earth in his name. It is to establish also that Islam is nothing new. It is just a continuation of Allah's covenant with mankind through the ages. In episode 7, Allah orders Bani Israel to honor their specific covenant, to accept what Allah brought down attesting to what's in their hands. Allah orders them to be truthful, to stick to the letter of what Allah has given them in their books. No interpretations specifically. No dressing the truth in falsehood and withholding the truth. Allah reprimanded them. Do you teach people of the book and forget yourselves? Do your brains hold nothing? Allah orders them not to presume and to work like every other human being. Allah also reminds them of his blessings upon them and how he raised them over all people. In episode 8, Allah reminds Bani Israel of his divine interventions in their favor, literally ripping apart the laws of physics and reality, splitting the sea, drowning their enemy Pharaoh covering them over the clouds, bringing down to them the man and selwa, giving them a village to live in safety, twelve streams gushing from a stone struck by Musa's stick. And every time we hear of Allah showing Bani Israel his power and mercy over them, we see them showing arrogance and insolence, like taking to a calf, which was such a heinous crime that Allah accepted as penance only the deaths of those who did so. I can only think that taking to this calf was no less than breaking the covenant of Allah. And it was a mercy. If there was no atoning for such a crime, their only fate would have been eternal damnation. We saw their arrogance with Musa. The same people who were enslaved and the same Musa who saved them. Saying things like, we shall never believe unless we see Allah with our own eyes. Plainly. So they were taken by a massive thunder strike. We saw how they had a habit of playing around words. So when told to say "hitta," As they entered the village, they said something else, and Allah immediately afflicted them with a the punishment from heaven. We learned how they came to Musa and again showed insolence and play on words. We will never have patience for a single food. Invoke for us your rub Have him bring out to us from the earth sprouts, legumes, onions, and so on. And so they were ordered to go and invade Egypt to get what they wanted, and they backed down in cowardice. We learned how they earned an anger from Allah, it is for how they used to, again, belie Allah's signs and kill messengers of Allah. And so that was why they were left to suffer the worst of torments under Pharaoh. This links to Al-Fatiha in episode 2, when we ask Allah to guide us not to a path of those who incurred anger. We also heard how the responsibility is personal. Anyone of those who are Hadu, Yahud, or Jews, the Nasara, those who rally to Jesus' cause, and the Sabi'un, of whom we know a bit, not so much to be honest, whoever of them submits his heart truly to Allah and the day later, and works good deeds as detailed in Allah's books, he shall have his wages from Allah, and he should not fear nor grieve. So we should not be disparaging Bani Israel, as we are all human, and who knows what you and I might do if we were in their places. We also came to a very important question. Who are the Christians? Why are they not on that list? Are they not followers of Jesus? With that we come to Ayah 63. And as we took your covenant and raised above you the tur, take what we gave you with strength and recall what's in it, might you And here Allah reminds Bani Israel when Allah sealed his covenant with them. When Allah raised the tur above you. Tur is an Arabic word for mountain. I believe there is also a specific mountain called tur near the Levant Sinai region. So when it was time for Bani Israel to seal their covenant with Allah, Allah showed them a great sign of his power. Allah ripped a mountain off the face of the earth and raised it over their heads. Why would anyone fear anything in the pursuit of Allah's covenant after that? This is important. Know who you are dealing with. Take this charge with strength, with conviction. Fear nothing and no one in the pursuit of fulfilling this mission. Recall what's in it. Record here is wadkuru. Keep in mind, recite, recall, never forget. As a quick example, remember how in 1945, at the end of World War II, the Japanese signed their surrender documents on the American warship, USS Missouri. Note how modern countries might conduct war games or military exercises to show their power. And to Allah is the highest of examples. Might you tattakun, might you protect yourselves. This is your path to protecting yourselves, but not all of you will do so. Some will still choose not to honor their covenant. Allah's end of the bargain is clear. You shall receive payment due. The choice is yours. Again, no scientific evidence, archaeological or otherwise, that a mountain was ever ripped off the face of the earth over a people in history. Yet, we Muslims, we bear witness that Allah did so for Bani Israel. No Muslim is a Muslim unless he attests to the truth of that. Ayah 64. And then you turned after that. And so if not for grace of Allah upon you and His mercy, you would have been of the losers. And true to the word, you strayed, like every human does. And so was it not for Allah's guiding hand, rewards and punishments alike, steering you in the right direction, you would have damned yourself to a total loss in the later day. This confirms again the nature of the divine interaction with mankind. A guiding hand, rewarding those who do well, and punishing those who disobey. Ayah 65 And you do know those who transgressed on the sept, and so we said to them, Be monkeys, banished. Here we get a specific example of how you strayed and how Allah's grace saved you from yourselves. You do know of those who transgressed on the sept. So some of Bani Israel committed a transgression on Saturday and Allah's punishment was again severe. They were made into monkeys, banished. Their record here is khasi'in, used to describe pushing something away in disdain and disgust. So again, no explanation to us in the backseat. What was the transgression? What does it have to do with Saturday exactly? No idea. Imagine the illiterate Arabian shepherd making this up. What if Bani Israel just flat out said, look, what the hell are you talking about? There were no transgressions on the Sept, and none were turned to monkeys. Ayah 66. And so we made of it a frightful deterrent to what was ahead of it and behind it, and a reminder to the muttaqeen. Okay, so those who transgressed on the Sept on Saturday, they were severely punished to make a nakalan. This is an Arabic word to make an example of someone through severe punishment. To what was ahead of it and behind it is a word-forward translation. The Arabic form is بَيْنَ وَمَا خَلْفَهَا, Which means whatever is considered before or after a location from any direction. And a solemn reminder for the muttaqin. So those who protect themselves will have a clear sign for them to keep going on the righteous path. And this is where we see a confirmation of our understanding. If Allah didn't cull the human hurt, the sickness might spread. And such a punishment was a mercy to those who had nothing to do with the disease. Ultimately, if Allah didn't promise all of us that a time will come when we will all be repaid in kind, the human herd will have destroyed itself a long time ago. Ayah 67 And as said Musa to his people, Allah commands you that you butcher a cow. Said they, Are you taking to us in ridicule? Said, I take refuge in Allah lest I be of the ignorant. So the picture now moves to Musa and his people. Musa, the same revered figure, the man who saved them from Pharaoh, delivered them into miracle upon miracle, telling his people, Allah commands you, butcher a cow. And their response to his command is, are you taking us for fools? So the Arabic form here is, huzwa? This is, again, very, very arrogant in Arabic. This is extremely impolite. So let me be clear. Let's say my father ordered me to do something in front of a crowd. Let's say I felt as if he was mocking me. If I did say any variation of atattakhiduna huzwa, and there are many, I would be introduced to the back of his hand so fast I wouldn't know what hit me. You can only say this indignantly to someone who is your equal as you prepare to righteously curb stomp him, or maybe to someone who is below you as you are getting ready to throw him to the lions. There is no way to use this form in polite company or in any respectful manner. And Musa, the revered figure, the man who saved them again, saw the insult. We can almost smell the anger in Musa's response. I take refuge in Allah, lest I be of the ignorant. This is a word for translation which does not do the meaning justice. The Arabic word uh, or the Arabic form here is أعوذ بالله أن Al here here is an Arabic word. It, it means those who are ignorant, those who rage, curse, insult, mock, or beat the living daylights out of anyone in their path. So let me again try to clarify with an example. If my father said to me, A'udhu Billahi an Akuna min Al Jahileen, he is practically saying, Allah, give me the strength not to go apeshit crazy on this idiot's head. These are the words of a man trying hard not to lose his temper, and to Allah is the highest of examples. Aya 68, said they, invoke for us your rub, clarify for us what is it, said, he says, it is a cow, not old nor young, but between that, so do as you are commanded. So here we see when Israel responding to a clearly agitated Musa, again by being clever with words, call for us your rub, not beseeching, not saying our rub, no, your rub. Clarify for us, what is this cow thing you speak of? Ooh, so they didn't mean disrespect. They just didn't know what Allah meant when he commanded them to butcher a cow. What a strange command. What could it mean to butcher a cow? And so Musa responds, Allah says, it is a cow, not old nor young, somewhere between that. So do as you are commanded. Musa knows they are playing on words as usual. So he tells them, stop this idiotic charade. Go and butcher a cow, not old nor young. Do as you are told. So think personally. How often do you tell people to do as they are commanded? Note the nature of the interaction between Allah and Ben-Israel here. Practically having a dialogue, line by line, albeit through Musa. Ayah 69 Said they, invoke for us your rub. Clarify for us what color is it. Said, he says, it is a cow. Yellow Vivid is its color, pleases the onlookers. So again note, call for us your rub. Pray tell, what color is this cow thing we're supposed to butcher? Most cows are black and white, some are brown, this is very confusing. So Musa responds, Allah says it is a cow, yellow. Vivid is its color. Note that every answer from Allah starts with, it is a cow. This is really the simplest of commands. Uh, Their arrogance here does not make sense, to be honest. So, notice again how Musa is no longer interjecting or urging them to obey. If they insist on digging themselves deeper, let them have at it. Ayah 70 Said they, invoke for us your rub, clarify for us what it is. Verily, the cow's semblance confused us, and we, Allah willing, will find our mark. Note again, call for us your rub for the third time. I know we're told that the responsibility is personal and we should learn, not mock, but this is ridiculous. They are persistent in this, dis- in this disobedience and arrogance. Maybe this is an indicator for all mankind. We are all the same. Would we do like they did if we were in their shoes? I don't know. So they ask again, oh, please tell us more about what this cow is. The next part is very telling. They say in Arabic, We are confused by how similar all cows are. This practically gives away the lie to their earlier claim not to understand what Allah meant. What anyone could have meant by, butcher a cow, it means to butcher a cow. Any cow would have done. But then, as they notice that this is getting much harder, they adopt a different tone. Allah willing, we will find our mark. We will find this cow and butcher it. Don't worry, Musa. We are on the case. Just a bit more clarity and we will find our mark. Serious. Ayah 71 said, he says, it is a cow, not broken to plow the earth, nor water the crops, and damaged, no blemish in it, said they, now you brought the truth, and so they did butcher it, and they almost did not. So uh, note that every time Musa responded, he started by, he says, Allah says, like we said, a direct conversation. Okay, a bit more clarity. So you were confused by a cow, not old nor young, vividly yellow, pleases the onlookers. So to help you deepen your own hole, this cow was never used for plowing nor watering the crops, and damaged, their record here is مُسَلَّمَةٌ, which practically means not a single cut in its entire body. Also, not a single blemish in its body, no spots, no marks, nothing. So we see that Allah was beating the wise guy attitude out of them, If you insist on digging yourselves deeper, Allah will speed you down that path. And listen to their final response. Now, now you come with the truth. You almost feel sorry for Musa having to deal with this. As if his integrity was really in question. As if he could have been truly making fun of them at the start. As if he was making all this up, including orders from Allah. Again, know the names. And this is not hundreds of years after they were delivered from Egypt with a different prophet, maybe. No, it was Musa himself and the same people he delivered across the sea. And so they butchered it. Allah mocks them. And they almost did not. As they realized how deep they dug themselves in, how difficult was it to find such a cow, how much did the owner ask for? If I was the owner of such a magnificent beast and I heard that it was required for their butchering, I am not settling for anything less than all the money that can be paid and then some. So they thought to skip on the whole thing, but there was no way out now. So they had to pay for and butcher the cow. Uh, Aya 72 And as you killed us all, and so you disputed over it, and Allah was bringing out what you withheld. So um, the Arabic word here Faddar'atum, Which means to push something on each other. So they were leveling accusations at each other at the murder of one of them. There was obviously a dispute and a major argument. But not all of them were unaware. Some of them knew exactly who the murderer or murderers were. The Arabic word is تَكْتُمُونَ Which means to hold something in, akin to holding your breath. So again... Note that for whatever reason the murderer and his accomplices thought that they could keep this hidden from Allah. Again, the same people who witnessed firsthand Allah's power and supremacy, yet they disputed the murder until it reached Musa. Did they truly think that Allah can't just reveal their names? Again, this is not addressed to us. Let us listen quietly for now. seventy three. And so we said, strike him with some of it. That is how raises Allah, the dead, and shows you his signs. Might you comprehend? And so Allah ordered them. Strike the murdered man with a piece from that cow. See how Allah easily raises the dead. See the signs of Allah. Might you comprehend now? Their record here is taqilun. Practically means, will your brains hold on to something now? And this is where we see how this segment is tied together. Know that Allah could have revealed the names of the murderers and their accomplices directly. However, Allah instead decided to raise the uh, the murdered man so he can point to his killers. Again, another astounding thing to behold. And how will Allah do that? Simple, strike the victim with a piece of meat from a cow. Note that this is part of the challenge in Allah's miracles, to use the most mundane of methods to carry out his miracles. Strike a stone with a stick and 12 springs gush out. I hit a dead man with a piece of meat and he rises up. No rituals, no magic, no medicine, no waiting, no science or advanced tools. Note also the focus of this segment. So Allah showed us the influence of Bani Israel in 10 ayahs or verses, and told us of how he raised the dead man using a piece of meat in like half an ayah. The supernatural does not matter. The response of mankind to the supernatural is what matters in this segment. Remember episode 3 and 4 when Allah told us that there are people who will never believe. Those who choose to cover themselves from Allah's light, those who try to manipulate and deceive Allah for earthly gains. This insolence and play on words is not specific to Bani Israel. This segment simply demonstrates for all of us that even if Allah ripped apart the laws of reality, that if angels descended to warn mankind, those who would not believe will not believe. Ayah 74. And so hardened has your heart since after that. So they are as stones or much harder and of the stones what bursts of it rivers, and of them what cracks, so pours out of it water, and of them what sinks for fear of Allah, and Allah is not oblivious to what you do. Here, Allah is telling the Bani Israel of the here and now, and us in the backseat, it has only gone downhill from here. Bani Israel's hearts became like stones, unmoving, regardless of what signs Allah showed them and how he guided them, through better and worse. Even stones are softer than their hearts. Some stone will burst with water at the command of Allah. This is a reminder to them of the miraculous source of water they drank from. A stone would obey Allah and burst with water at the touch of a stick. A stone will crack, and out of it comes water. A stone will slide down the face of a mountain or sink in the earth if Allah commanded so, simply for fear of Allah. And you, the disbelievers of Bani Israel, are simply unmoved and moving. And Allah is not oblivious to what you do. The Arabic word here is بغافلين, which means someone who might skip a beat or not notice events or things. So Allah is warning them. Allah is all-knowing and all-seeing. Nothing escapes Him. You will receive due payment in time. We now come to the conclusion of an arc from the history of Bani Israel, starting when they fell from grace with Allah, up to the point when Allah said it went downhill from there, so up to our modern time. We see a clear example of what Allah told us earlier. Some people will simply not submit. This is not specific for Bani Israel, of whom there were many prophets and great people. We are all cut of the same cloth. Next episode, we will talk about how this ties into Islam and Muslims as they come in contact with Bani Israel. Until then, peace and blessings of Allah be upon you.